2: Matthew Collar, uh, you can find his stuff on 1500ESPN.com, is with us. I want to talk quarterbacks with him. But first, since neither of these louts could tell me, how did Luke Coonan uh, ruin his knee uh, last night,
0: Matthew?
3: I don't know. I just saw the report today. I didn't really see the game. I was watching the Oscars to see if the movie with the fish guy won.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The uh, deformed carp who had sex with the uh, young woman. So uh, that uh, that uh, Uh, I saw the previews, man. More than I did, yeah. I saw the previews and uh, I could, I could not do it. I was very, uh, that, that, that would not, uh, impress me. Well, anyway, that's a bad loss for the boys. Cause this, they had created, uh, the, uh, opening for him to, uh, become part of the lineup, uh, on a good share of a uh, basis.
3: Yeah. And I think that that's why they didn't go out and try to add some sort of role player because they, they felt really good there. Now, I guess, uh, We'll have to find out if they can get uh, Jordan Greenway here at the end of the year. I mean, uh, last year um, we saw the Boston Bruins get Charlie McAvoy away from the college game after his college season ended, and they, and they signed yeah. him, and they put him right in on the top pair in a playoff series and maybe that's uh, the same thing we'll see. From what I saw in the Olympics, I really liked Greenway's game, and I think that he's someone that could play kind of a more of just a role if they have to plug him in. Um, but, yeah, it, it's quite a loss because I think Cunningham was the type of guy who could be kind of that third- or fourth-line grinder role. Uh, even if he's got a higher ceiling than that, he can fill that spot now, and having to rely on someone like Tyler Ennis to play on a fourth line is not something you really want.
2: Uh, Greenway's a monster. Holy cow, is he big
0: kid?
3: Oof. Yeah, six foot six. He protects the puck really well. He <laughs> seems to be pretty aggressive. And you know, it's not like it wasn't perfect hockey in the Olympics. That's for sure. It wasn't all the NHL superstars, but some of those European teams that they were playing against. I mean, those are grown men who some have played in the NHL and stuff. So uh, for him to have a good series there, I, I think it's said that he's probably pretty close to being an NHLer.
2: Okay, I uh, wonder if this team really does uh, have a plan B or if it's all, uh, we gotta get Kirk Cousins in here on a three-year contract and, uh, boy, I, you know, everything you're reading behind the scenes is, uh, that they think they got a chance to sign him, a good chance to sign him, and he'll come here on a three-year deal if they can come up with the money. Uh, I, it, I I don't know what what is Plan B. I can't believe it's Sam Bradford, and I can't I can't believe Case is going to sit around and wait for them to uh, make their decision.
3: I've got to think that plan B is Teddy Bridgewater and then signing someone like Josh McCown, who's worked with uh, Filippo before and has proven to be a pretty darn good backup and was actually quite good with the New York Jets last year. He kind of pulled a a Case Keenum season, but that's not the first time he's done that. He's had a couple of years where he's been pretty good, so maybe that sort of veteran proven backup that you could turn things over to if Teddy struggled or or got hurt again, that's probably the backup plan. But, I mean, even with – Cousins, it seems like for every one report that I see that Cousins is absolutely going to Minnesota, another (laughs) report immediately comes out that he's not, right? I mean, like last night, I saw one where Denver thinks they're out and then a guy from Denver comes back with, oh no, 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 Denver's not out. And the thing is that Right now, this is all just conversations that are happening as uh, two guys go to the restroom at the same time and, and talk numbers with each other or something. I mean, this is not official offers. This is not visits to different places. And So I, I think that we've still got a long way to go before the Vikings are actually locked into Kirk Cousins. They're definitely the favorites, but, I mean, I could see either Denver or the New York Jets going absolutely crazy and trying to top any deal that comes through
2: now uh, i liked your number today uh, in the piece you got right now on 1500 espn.com uh three years uh 84 you're not you're not going to get him any cheaper than 28 uh you know i mean his 31 was his uh is the number if they'd uh franchised him again so uh, i don't I can't, I can't imagine him taking less than 28.
3: no i i think that the number is probably right there at, at 30 and if you look at the way uh, Matthew Stafford's contract is uh, structured, that his cap hit for a couple of years is going to be around 30. And I think that that's what the Vikings can expect. And the big question is, isn't whether they can afford to keep some of the guys they need to keep. Because I know they can do that. I, a couple of weeks ago, I looked at the cap and found that you know they can afford to, to keep Anthony Barr. They can afford to keep Hunter. They can afford to keep... Stephon Diggs, because they've done a fantastic job with the salary cap to this point. It's really, would they be able to add the little other pieces that help you get over the top? I mean, when you look at that Eagles team, uh, they signed their left guard and their right guard off of free agency. And they signed Elshon Jeffrey off free agency. And they signed Nick Foles to a contract that's far above what you usually give to a backup quarterback. And those are the types of things that you wonder if the Vikings would still be able to do, because some teams have now looked at the free agent market and done a really good job in it when they didn't spend a lot at the quarterback position. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it to have this guy, or could we have someone else who we don't pay as much, but have a much better team around him because you can sign Andrew Norwell, who's the top guard out there, or Sheldon Richardson, who's the top three technique defensive tackle. It's a really tough economics question, and, I really wonder if Kirk Cousins is so good that that he's going to be that much better than the next guy that you could bring in.
2: Uh, what uh, is the word on uh, McCarron? uh Nobody knows if he's a player or not. I guess that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. not saying he's coming here, but uh, i, I, I got to think, as crazy as people are for quarterbacks, he's going to get some money and nobody
3: knows if he can play or not. Right, yeah. I mean, he played four games in 2015, three regular season in which he was pretty good, but I don't even think he topped 200 yards per game, and then one playoff game where he really struggled. But, of course, that was against a really good Pittsburgh Steelers team. Uh, You know, And and he was a fourth-round pick coming out of Alabama, and I really honestly do not have much of a sense of how good he is. And I even went back and watched one game, and it was a lot of, your short passes and things like that, they were just trying to have him not make a mistake because they had such a good team at that point in Cincinnati in 2015. But I think that really shows you with someone like Teddy Bridgewater or with even someone like Sam Bradford, that I think teams are going to take the risk because you just have to have a quarterback. So even if there's a chance that it doesn't work out, that someone's going to pay. So even if, I mean, this is kind of like the scenario that could be really fascinating is if, the Vikings lost out on Kirk Cousins, and Bridgewater felt spurned by how things were handled and decided to go somewhere else, or someone else gave him more money. And then what do you do at that point? Then is it, hey, Case, we're sorry? Or is it you know, going back to Sam Bradford? Or is it trying to see if the, the Dolphins will trade Ryan Tannehill? Or even the fact that there's five quarterbacks who are first-round caliber quarterbacks in this draft, I think there's even a scenario that is not completely insane, that they could end up being Kansas City from last year and trading up and drafting a guy. I mean, this I, I still think, even though Cousins is the favorite, that there are a number of different ways this thing could go.
2: I love uh, fans, by the way. I got an email suggesting that uh, he, he, this guy didn't think it was out of uh, the question that, uh, now that he's getting his act together, that the Vikings might, uh, uh, bring in Johnny Manziel to, uh, compete for this. And, uh, it's, uh, sometimes you just wonder what, what's going on in people's heads, you know, when they, uh, when they, when <laughs> well, they start, when they start theorizing, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a great puzzle to me sometimes that people would. I,
3: I... I think that uh Manzel is going the way of Jamarcus Russell that he's gonna <laughs> telling people that he's coming back but he ain't coming back. And uh you know, did you notice on his Twitter page he's trying to sell comeback hoodies? Uh you Oh, can buy really? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's branded this whole thing. You you can actually buy your Johnny Manzel comeback season wow. hoodie. Uh yeah. Now, I mean the 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 thing that we're getting that I'm getting a lot on Twitter is now Kirk Cousins uh, rationalization disease that all of a sudden uh, Kirk Cousins supposedly had a really bad situation in Washington now, I'm being told, even mm-hmm. though he had Deshaun Jackson and one of the smartest offensive coaches and a Hall of Fame left tackle. I mean, the thing is, like, with Kirk Cousins, you know how good he's going to be if things go right for him, and it's just pretty good. It's not going to be great, but the number of ways that I've seen it rationalized that Kirk Cousins is now Joe Montana— um, it's like uh, Vikings fans are preparing themselves to be really, really happy about this when there's still a lot of questions with bringing him in. Uh,
2: well, and, uh, you know, he was just a, he is a tribute to the market. What is interesting is somebody told me that uh, the word was out that if Washington had decided to franchise him and then trade him, that... Uh, he would let that team know that was in on that gimmick that he would never re-sign. He would, he would take their $31 million and never re-sign with them from a, you know, a, a fairly good source on that one. So what? I, 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 I just wonder why it is, did he just feel that insulted by the fact they never gave him a long-term contract?
3: Uh, 31000000 million, I'd play for that. Uh, you know, if I was him, what the hell? Yeah I think that the issue was the long term contract that they did offer him was pretty team friendly that they could get out of it after a couple of years and and he felt a little bit insulted. I think he's played the game pretty geniusly, right? I mean he's picked yes. up like almost 90 million by just getting franchised uh, over the last yes. couple of years or or some, something like that, right? So Uh, But, you know, I think that that's the one thing that if you're a Vikings fan is tough to rationalize that another organization, even if it's an organization run by Daniel Snyder, another organization who has a great offensive coach and a great offensive setup, they said, you know, he's good enough to win us some games, but we're not going to sign into him long term, and we're going to trade for another guy that is known for not being able to get it done in the playoffs than Alex Smith. like. That that organization didn't believe in him so much that they would trade for another guy whose organization didn't believe in him. And and that's the one thing that is tough to get over for me. I mean, I've watched him back a bunch of times now and in his last season, and there are some definite shortcomings there. Uh, I think that he puts you in the mix for sure, but uh, there's plenty of reason to hesitate, and that should make you pause, that his team, who saw him right up close, didn't want to sign on long-term. What uh, what bothers you about him?
2: What what thing, what what quality bothers you about him?
3: The biggest thing that bothers me about him is a little bit of his anticipation and, and accuracy when they need him to make a throw. Like if you think about this, uh, he's number one over the last 3 years when using play action in terms of his play action success, yards per attempt things like that. Well, when you are in the, the fourth quarter and you're down by a score or something like that, If you run play action, it doesn't do anything. The other team already knows you need to make a throw, and what you see a lot is teams will drop back in deep zones and they'll force him to make a really accurate, strong throw, and sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But I think the best quarterbacks uh, usually can make those throws, and you see that from Brady or Roethlisberger, and you saw it a lot even from Teddy Bridgewater in 2015 and that's one area where when they, the other team knows he has to make a big throw, and I think that that's when you hear people talk about him in Washington as not really being a winner. I think that's what they're kind of getting at. Not that he isn't clutch or there isn't some magical force that he doesn't have. I think it's just that there are some shortcomings there. He's made everything you possibly could out of his talent. He's an incredibly hard worker. He seems like a very smart guy and somebody the team follows. But there's just some of that skill set, a guy who was drafted in the fourth round that is not quite up to the level of an elite quarterback, and you're gonna pay him like he's an elite quarterback. If you were talking about this guy for 15 million, you'd sign on in a second, but you're talking 30 million and where you have to make other sacrifices. That's where, that's where I think Mike Zimmer, when he's talking about not going crazy, I think that's what his hesitation is. All right. Thank you,
2: Matthew. And uh, you can read Matthew's stuff at 1500ESPN.com. We shall return.
1: And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day.
2: Uh, our sports person of the day is the brawler, Nick Sealer. Uh last night the Wilder trailing one to nothing and uh Luke Witkowski, the big bad brawler from the uh Detroit Red Wings, apparently kind of tries to go knee to knee with Zach Parisi. That was our version of it anyway. And Sealer uh says, All right, let's go. And as Sealer's quote was, I just thought, ah, this is a good time to step up. Uh, And he did, and it it was an old-fashioned boxing fight. Big haymakers flying all over. Uh, Sealer ended up with a small cut on his nose and a swollen cheek. The other guy had a few bruises, too. Now, back in the day when we had uh, a couple of guys like uh, Charlie Holman and John Gilbert covering these fights with the North Stars, North Stars were undefeated. I, I think last night was pretty much a tie, from what I could see on the video. Wouldn't you call it pretty much a tie? They it was. There. And it, but what was funny
4: about it is you heard the crowd react to it before the cam, the uh, the uh, NBC Sports camera caught up to the caught actual it, fight because
2: so, they were going. But they were once they, the you know, around. it was
4: a couple of seconds. But once they went there, these guys were hammering each other.
2: Yes, uh, Sealer. Uh, you, you know, came out of Eden Prairie High School, spent two years in the uh, United States Hockey League, Uh, you know, four, two years in the league playing defense, four goals, 24 assists. So he's a tough guy defenseman. He's a defenseman, right? Then he went to Omaha, played two years for the Blazer, Dean Blaze, and then in August of uh, what would have been his junior there, year there, uh, 2013, he uh came in and told Dean Blaze he was going back to the U. Uh very upsetting for Omaha. They had no idea he was thinking about leaving, uh, but he came back home, had to sit out a transfer year, played one year for the Gophers 2015 16 Uh no goals. Uh and then he uh signed uh, he had been drafted out of high school by the Wild in the fifth round, and he signed with them and went down played 57 games at Iowa uh, last year. Played 49 games this year, was uh, playing really well, they said. He had a couple of goals, 10 assists, and a uh, nice hunk up at leading the team in penalty minutes. That's always important. And now he's been back here for 11 games and has become a fixture in the lineup from what I can tell, right? He's yeah. only 24 years old. And when he played at Eden Prairie, he played with Nick Letty, who's been in the league for quite a while. I,
4: I can't... And, when you said that earlier, I thought, there's no way, because Letty's been in the league forever.
2: Yeah, Letty made it... You know, Letty was a, a first-round draft choice. Right. And, uh, he made it he, basically and, right and in it away. And he was an offensive player. Uh, and he was also a couple of years... I think Nick was like a sophomore when Letty was a senior. Sure. But Kyle Rao was there also. Uh, when they won two... Sealer was on both uh, the state tournament champion teams, oh nine and two thousand eleven. Won those, but uh, he's a big kid, uh, six foot two, a little over two hundred. Looks a little bigger than that, but uh, they list him at two hundred. But uh, you just don't get many uh, good old fashioned hockey fights anymore. And uh, people, you know, people found out why they enjoyed it. He got uh, called up. He was uh, his parents were down in Des Moines. Watching, uh, watching him play in a weekend series. They were out having breakfast. He got the call. Hey, uh, you're you're from uh, Flair, the uh, assistant GM. Said uh, we're calling you up, and I guess it was a shock to all of them. But wow. uh, then he then he got called up. Wait, so, so those uh, cheap
4: wilds didn't even have to pay. Mom and dad just drove them home from Des Moines. They didn't even have to uh... Oh yeah, we're
2: probably the cheap wild. Probably <laughs> just said yeah. Well, since your parents are down, hey, since your folks back, are we there, we'll them. call you up. Yeah, so they can drive yeah, you, yeah, you home. A, the, the cheap wilds. Right. That's, that's true. Now uh, that now I did. Uh, I was talking to Brian Deutsch today. The uh, the. He does the SID work for the Gopher hockey team. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted to I didn't think in in hockey that you had to sit out a year uh, if they gave you a release, but I was wrong. Uh he he, he sat out a year with the Gophers as a transfer oh. and to sit out a year. But uh while I was doing that, I said, "Well, he's going to win the uh, sports person of the day award." Sure. And he said, "Don't do that to the kid." He said, the last guy you gave it to was Matt Robson, the goalie. And he's he's given up five a game ever since you honored him with the sports person of the day. So uh, he was uh, he was begging me not to give it to Nick Sealer, But I think Nick's tough enough to overcome the sports person of the day jinx, by the way. You know, and lost kind
4: of in all of that excitement with the fight and everything is Eric Stahl scored another goal. You guys, he's yeah. going
2: to get MVP votes. Yeah, he's going to get 40. He's going to be in the 40s. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Because they, uh, they
4: signed him to a two-year deal, right? So the, he's a free I think it's agent. a three. I think oh, was, a was three. it a three? Okay, yeah. I thought it was a two.
2: I think uh, everybody who loves to rip Chuck, uh, including a morning host who shall go nameless, <laughs> uh, uh, they got to say that was a pretty damn good signing. That was
4: signing, a great signing, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: All right, we shall return and see what John Hite has to say for himself. The ride with Royce. Come on, join me in this fight against crap. <laughs> join me in the fight against crap. <laughs> That's right.
1: On fifteen hundred ESPN.
2: John Height with a sports update. How about those Michigan Wolverines? No Can that kidding. John buy?
0: <laughs> I
2: can't, why can't i pronounce john it? Beeline. 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 beeline why can't can that guy coach
0: or what oh, he's terrific
2: we're gonna have a fellow from uh, detroit on tomorrow to talk about john beeline man live! they just took everybody <laughs> apart yep. uh, you beat uh, michigan state and purdue back to back that's pretty and, good and
0: michigan was kind of a mess too when he took over weren't they, they? well they oh, barely yeah. beat the gophers yeah. Towards the end oh, there. Oh, no, no, this no. year you mean? No, but Manny. No, I'm, I'm talking about back when, when Beeline first hired. took the job. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 This update sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps a Robert Half Company. Uh, Patrick, you asked for the state hockey uh, uh, tournament uh, pairings. I got them for you here. Yes, good. Uh, Thursday's quarterfinals in two way. E. Dinah takes on Lakeville North in the first game of the day, uh, Duluth East and St. Michael Albertville
2: in the other. Day game. Saint Michael Bell, man, that is a booming berg out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, number one, Minnetonka will play Hill Murray. That's the six o'clock game.
2: Hill Murray, this is uh, probably as lowest as rated the Hill Murray state tournament team ever. They're an eight seed, and they were barely over five hundred. 11, and four.
1: Yeah, is our record. Uh, Saint Thomas Academy in the Unite Cap takes on a Centennial.
2: I'm betting on the Vanellis to win the title. <laughs> the finales.
1: Uh Class A. Quarterfinals, Matamidi, Mankato East Loyola. That's the morning game on Wednesday. Uh, then the early afternoon game, Orono takes on Litchfield, Dassel, cocato In the evening games, number one, Hermantown takes on Monticello at 6 o'clock. And the last game of the evening, Alexandria and Thief River Falls.
2: Boy, Hi. Alexandria's
1: a hockey powerhouse, man.
2: I like Alexandria. I mean, it's a good town, but I always root for Thief River Falls because I love the nickname Prowlers. Oh, Prowlers! That's Prowlers! Beautiful. Thief River Falls. Best best nickname in the
1: state. What else you got? Twins lose to the Phillies four to three this afternoon. Play Baltimore tomorrow. Uh, the Twins and uh, co- this is according now to Jim Bowden of the Athletic. Uh, the Twins and Byron Buxton have mutual interest in a contract extension. Mm-hmm. That's what he's reporting. The two sides, he says, have discussed a new pact. He hears uh, that uh, although Mike Burdino of the Pioneer Press here tweets there's no traction yet on any kind of deal. And Doogie, our buddy, uh, said, uh, and this is a quote from Doogie, no deal is close. Hey!
3: I want to scoop
2: baby. B- Bowden is uh, known for his inaccuracies. Yes, he is.
4: <laughs> uh by the way, Pat, I assume you were in attendance yesterday for the ball game against the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates?
2: You assume wrong. Oh. It oh. Was- I was out on the beach uh, with and oh, that's right. fish you and Fish and hanging that. out. Yesterday.
4: I think it's safe to say that the old Anibal-Sanchez experiment's Oof. coming to a crashing well, conclusion. It
2: won't be the last time they run him out. He old, was but, uh, awful yesterday. Hey, he had one grade inning. Come on. Mm-hmm. The uh-huh. other two were awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, he, 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 you know, they got enough troubles trying to figure out what to do with Phil Hughes, uh, you know, to uh, have Sanchez. But what the hell, they took a look and... He'll he'll get he'll get out there again, but if he gets hammered again, uh, it won't last too long.
1: Wild have lost forward Luke Kudun for the rest of the season, suffering a torn ACL in that win over Detroit yesterday. He'll have surgery. Wild play Carolina at the Excel Energy Center tomorrow evening. One of the goalies from the gold medal winning women's hockey team is a local gal, Maddie Rooney from Andover. A yes, great game in the championship round. Uh, she says she's finding that one game can have a big impact. Uh, She says she sees that because they've been doing autograph sessions and clinics. She was at one in Annapolis over the weekend, and ESPN was there. She says she notices thanks to one game and a handful of uh, saves, she's become the 20-year-old source of motivation for a generation of athletes, and she says she can't even really fathom that. She told that to ESPN. Uh, The 20-year-old goalie was instrumental in helping the Americans win gold for the first time in 20 years. She says it was a team effort, and it was, but her teammates point to her uh, approach as a key to their victory in
2: the Olympics. Now, the fact your son and her our friends no and that doesn't have anything do to do us. with you uh nothing doing a 12-minute segment on uh on her signing autographs i
0: still got a couple paragraphs here,
2: okay
0: <laughs> Ken, kenny's just over there shaking his head man.
2: <laughs> yes rudy yes. was nine years old it's always old. the
1: same with john it's either north dakota or whatever crack town he lives in <laughs>
2: oh
0: it's <laughs> the same
1: rudy uh, was nine year- hey she's the goalie on the gold medal winning team. Right. come on yes She was nine years old when she made the switch from uh, a skater to goalie. She played with and against the boys' teams throughout youth and high school careers. This is a long story, Joe. I told you I had a couple more paragraphs, Chris. Uh, Rudy went on to play for the University of Minnesota Duluth after her days in Andover, where she starred for two seasons and where she helped make her case for the national team. There.
2: Okay. It's well, it could be worse. It could be the rookie county talking about the Nativity <laughs> County Fair. Yeah.
3: I would have
5: rephrased
1: that whole story and shortened it down to, she's a hell of an athlete despite being from Andover. Wow. 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 That point. says it all oh. right there. She's unbelievable,
3: even though she's from Crackdown. All
2: right, traffic crackdown. moving well out here on Six Mile Cypress. Uh, we'll check with Kenny, see how she's doing back in the Twin Cities. You're
5: on The
1: Ride with Royce.
4: Charmingly vulgar. Yeah. On
1: 1500 ESPN. The Ride with Royce
5: now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business.
2: It's time for Late Hits. Late Hits! Uh, Well, uh, we got all kinds of uh, stuff involving Minnesota. High school basket I mean college basketball and hockey teams. Okay, in the in the division three hockey playoffs, Augsburg is the, representing the MIAC in men's hockey. They have a home game on Saturday against Marion. And uh then if they win that one they will advance and play Saint Norbert's. That's Augsburg, the men's hockey champ of the playoffs. You know what? The jinx about being on the Ricey show certainly does not apply to Natalie Darwitz. That's does right. It? Hamlin wins the uh women's uh playoff in the MIAC and uh Hamlin has now advanced to the uh the national tournament. And uh, I made notes all over the page here. Where did I put the Hamlins? Come on, ladies. Hamlin has, uh, they're in the final eight, and they have a game coming up. Okay, check it out. Go to Hamlin. Go to my guy. Go to my guy, uh, Don uh, David Wright, and he'll uh, go to his website, the Hamlin website, and you'll find out. Uh Gustavus also, by the way, has advanced into the uh women's uh Division three finals. Now in in Division Three Women's Basketball, Saint Thomas is gonna play East Texas Baptist, and Gustavus is gonna be playing Thomas Moore, and that's in Wartburg uh the Tommies are in Wartburg, and Gustavus is at Hope College in Michigan, so we got and now in Division two men's basketball, mm-hmm. St Cloud, Northern State, and of course, as usual, Minnesota State Mankato, of course, they're all at Northwest Missouri in a eight team regional. And if you win, you go to the final eight there. But Northeast Missouri is the defending national champion, and uh, they are the home team and rated is, number one.
4: Is uh, is this a pop-up season for St. Cloud, or have they had some success of, of, of late? Well,
2: they've been good in basketball. Have
4: they've they? Okay. Okay.
2: And uh, in uh, but uh, not as good as Mankato has been. No, yeah, and in Mankato's the women, in the women, Moorhead State, Northern State, and Augustana are representing the Northern Sun in Division Two. And uh, your Mankato hockey team will be hosting Michigan Tech in the semifinals of the WCHA. But there is a regional in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. That's where that that boy that. That's Sanford and that whole thing there—they have done a great job at getting uh, athletic events in there. So they have an NCAA uh, regional down there for teamer uh, after the you know in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to to lead to the Frozen Four. What do you think of a Mankato, St. Cloud, oh uh, UMD, and the Gophers uh, regional? That would be pretty good, wouldn't it? And it would actually you know, get some butts in the would, seats too. It would be. The Herbie. Yeah. It would be the Herbie if they'd done it right, right? Right. It would be it would uh it would fill the place. So uh, And had
4: they taken your idea, that yes. tournament might have led to its extinction extinction later than it actually did, right? If they had, Yeah,
2: oh yeah. Well no, I think the Herbie would have worked. I do too. I think because why do you think the bean pot works?
4: Because it's the bean pot. If they
2: called it the greater Boston hockey college hockey classic, nobody would have ever went to a game. <laughs> no. But it's the bean pot. Yeah. I went to the beanpot. Bean pot. And you don't want to say I went to the greater Boston College hockey tournament. You want to say I went to the bean pot. Yeah. You all your buddies go, hey, should we uh, go to the Herbie? Hey, you, yeah, you want to go to the Herbie? Yeah. yeah. Or do you want to go to the Minnesota Collegiate Cup <laughs> Tournament? <laughs> you know? Man, alive. I don't know. I I should have been a marketer. <laughs> I should have been a marketer. That's uh that is for damn sure. Uh hey. By the way, here's a great story, yes, sir uh junior college basketball uh Minnesota West, which is Worthington when I was a kid, it was worthington junior college okay defeated, beat the living hell out of Anoka Ramsey, who's usually the favorite in it eighty nine sixty two and they advanced to the next week's division or in a couple of weeks the division three national tournament okay man- Worthington. Mankato, Minnesota West, Worthington, their coach resigned suddenly uh, late in the summer. The guy who had been their coach for quite a while. And then his longtime assistant was named the coach, and he quit after two days. What? And so they didn't get a new coach until school was starting, right? Mm-hmm. And their coach is a guy named Aaron Poorbear. He is a uh, he comes from Pine Ridge Reservation. Uh, uh you know the one of the poorest reservations in the country. Grew up there and uh, he became their coach this year, kind of hired him. Nobody in Worthington knew of his you know knew about him, but he contacted Worthington, got the job. And they were 8 and 18 last year. This year they're going to the national tournament. This guy came in and uh turned them around and they uh they are now going to the national tournament wow. t- the blue jays they're still the blue jays they were always the blue jays when i was a kid down there but uh but uh fantastic uh, turnaround for them that's for sure and uh anyway uh, those are our, we, we went local today with the, uh, late hits. And it is the a, other, despite the, other late, the weather
4: outside, though, it is a really fun time of the year for sports just because of all the things you just laid out. Yes, yes. So this is the best time of the year for sports.
2: And the late hits, uh, also, uh, we should point out this. This Paul D. Young, uh, the shortstop oh, for the man. Cardinals. Yeah. Did you see this? Yes. He does not have a full year in the majors. He didn't get called up last year until May 28th. They gave him a six year contract for uh, 26 million today and uh, then there's also two options for the Cardinals in 2024 2025 uh, that would make the contract 51 million this is the most supposedly with a guy with less than one year experience, but didn't Lingoria? I was just going to say it's the same contract, yes. Didn't he get paid before he'd ever played a game? Before
4: he he officially had a game play with the Rays, they gave him a big deal. Because they just knew that that he was going to be special
2: and uh now he's still that was an eight or nine year contract but they must have extended him somewhere in it right they did because i think they did it when he had now. two
4: years of longori okay. we're talking he had yeah. two years left and then the rays gave him i think of 100 and some odd million dollar extension um when he still had when he had two years left of that initial uh contract he had signed
2: and one other baseball note did you see who the phenom of spring is playing for
4: the phenom, the phenom of, of spring. spring,
2: at least here in Florida. I, I guess I missed it. He's Miguel Andujar. He's a right-handed hitting third baseman. Okay. He's hitting about two home runs every day, and he plays for the New York Yankees. Of course, he does. <laughs> So now, if you're a lefty, if oh he happens God. to make the club, what, 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 so now what, 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 if you're a lefty,
4: what position is he? Is he an infielder? He's a third oh, baseman. Oh, third baseman. Okay. And
2: they let uh, what you call it go. Frazier's right?
4: now with the Mets. Yes. And they, it,
2: and know, they, they traded him, Headley
4: to the. Padres. They let him
2: go, and they traded Headley. So I don't know what were the I don't know what their plan was for third base, but apparently they got another masher over there. God, oh my uh, once again. Now so now you got you got your Stanton you mm-hmm. got your Judge yep. you got your Sanchez mm-hmm. and you might have this kid when mm-hmm. Hector Santiago faces them uh four right-handed hitters in a row like that so uh that would be uh something
4: What is play. the you know what we should do this summer we should do, but whatever the the major league home run total is for a team for a mm-hmm. season, we need to keep track of the Yankees because they're going to obliterate whatever the record is. Given the fact that they're going to play half of their games no. in that band box at Yankee Stadium.
2: Now that kid could cool off and not make the team, but right now he's been ripping it up in spring training and uh, he's been getting more of the pump. By the way, uh, I was going to go. I was going to go watch the Yankees and the Red Sox Saturday. Yeah. Texted my uh, friend Pete Mm Abram from the Globe and said, uh, did they bring the big boys? And his response was, (laughs) no Stanton, no Judge, no... Sanchez, and no Royce. My rice-y. response was no rice. <laughs> <That's> right. i are not gonna fight that traffic to see nobody. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's, it's been worse than it's ever been down here this spring so far. Maybe because it started. Although so yesterday I saw that uh,
4: they had a great crowd at the fort yesterday for the 20s. yeah they did
2: they did and they they had a big crowd for Toronto and Toronto brought nobody so the crowd's been a little better since it turned to March that's for sure. All right, we'll be back. See what the daily complaints are. Hitching a ride with Royce. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. Oh, but it's so, <laughs> so fun. Are you a bah uh, Yes, there's better <laughs> things to do
0: in life. On 1500 ESPN.
2: Here is Manny Hill with his daily complaint.
0: All right, guys. Canelo Alvarez. He is uh, yes. getting set for his uh, rematch with Triple G. That's supposed to be on... Uh, HBO pay per view on May 5th. Yes. Well, he has been, uh, he has tested positive for a banned oh, substance oh, called no. uh, clenbuterol. Clenbuterol. Oh, that's the
2: same stuff the Russians were taking. That's the same Mar- Maria Sharapova And was uh, taking
0: that. Apparently, Canelo's camp is blaming suspect meat okay. for the positive. Uh, uh, Klim, so what
2: are we going to do? Are test. We, are we going to uh, cancel the fight?
0: I don't know a that, of, uh, that a lot
2: of millions on the table.
0: Yes, there. they would be. So uh, mm. it'll be interesting to see how that develops in the next. Uh, I think couple that's of months what the, the I think that's
2: what the Russians were all taking. Yep. Yeah, which we allegedly were going to throw them out of the Olympics, and then they all showed up anyway. So. <laughs> What do you got there,
4: Reavers? Uh, the Oscars last night, but most notably, and this is bittersweet for me because I do generally like him, uh, Jimmy Kimmel um, with the, the hypocrisy throughout the Oscars is just so disgusting it makes me want to vomit, but Jimmy going up there and preaching us all about equalness and, mm-hmm. and value in the Me Too movement, which is great, but Jimmy... You did claim your claim to fame as hosting a show in which you had girls jumping on trampolines yes. called the Juggies. The so, the so show. knock it off. That's the part that I I tried watching the Oscars last night. I lasted about twenty minutes and told the wife, "I'm going to go watch MLB Network." I ta- can't take this not, I that
2: uh, That's not Jimmy, by the way. They're right. I mean, that's probably he's he's more than willing to do it. But sure, uh, they write stuff.
4: For I get it, but again, don't preach don't preach to me and then do they, I, that. That's the part that drives me nuts about Hollywood. That's my what? daily complaint. What
0: were you going to say, Manny? I well, know. no, I was just going to say, I mean, I only watched, I only ducked in and out of it for, I mean, I turned it on to catch actually Kobe winning, you know, and it wasn't even by design. I just happened to turn it on and Kobe won his Oscar and then I kind of ducked in and out of it until the rest of the, until the end of the show. But I, I'm, I'm not a big like award show type of Guy, I don't like really watching the Oscars that much, or the Grammys, or anything like that. If there's somebody that I'm really intrigued to see if they win, like I was curious to see if like Get Out would win, would win some awards, and Jordan Peele got got uh, for best original screenplay, I think it was for Get Out. So, but other than that, it's like I can take it or leave it.
2: All right. What's I your got, daily complaint? My, my one daily complaint is that uh, basically an adult version of Beauty and the Beast won the uh, won the <laughs> yeah. Academy Award. But B, you know, a, a, a big carp ends up having sex with a woman, and everybody's happy. Uh, but B, B, sell smartphones—they're the shaming quality of a smartphone when you're when you accidentally hit. Oh, my God. That was two hours ago. And, well, all the crap they want you to do. (laughs) Why are smartphones so dumb? (laughs) Here's the other thing. I said, no, I don't want to do this. But they keep every time I turn it, every time, every 20 seconds, they're asking me if I want to do my fingerprint. I don't want to do it. Leave me alone. Stop
4: calling and asking.
2: Leave me alone. I'm not going to do my fingerprint on a phone. What if I die? Nobody will be able to, you know, what are they going to drag my body over there so they can open the phone and stick my, <laughs> f- cut my finger off so you have to do it? Yeah, I hate, I hate them. They're not that smart. They're annoying phones. That's what they are. Tomorrow, we'll do it again.
5: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Online as well. And don't forget, Online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Online, where the game starts.